All right. Hello and welcome everyone to another Chat and Learn here with Power to Fly. My name is Mariella Marie and as always, super excited to roll into this next hour with you all. Our guest speaker is calling from Connecticut. She says it's pretty hot over there, so I'm ready for her to bring the fire to this conversation. Um, and so I just want to go over some quick housekeeping rules so that everyone feels comfortable and confident in this next hour. I always like to start by saying, you know, world's on fire. Everything's topsy-turvy. There are crazy things going on and you could be doing anything else, but you're deciding to spend the hour with us. So I appreciate that. Um, with that said, we would love for you to participate today so that we're not just speaking at you. We would love for you to participate in this conversation. So turn your cameras on if you feel called to do so. Uh, we believe in visibility here at Power to Fly. So if you haven't showered today, it doesn't matter. There's no judgment here. Uh, if your place is a mess, doesn't matter. Put your virtual backgrounds on. If you got your cats around walking on the keyboard, that's awesome as well. Bring the humanity to this conversation. I just want to let you know that you're welcome here. Uh, this is a safe space. So turn your cameras on if you feel called to do so. Um, and whenever you have something you want to share, feel free to hop off mute. I've muted everyone upon entrance just to avoid any background noise, uh, but I can't stress enough, hop off mute whenever you have something you wanna share. Otherwise use the chat box uh, to your leisure. You can write any reflections, any comments, any of, any of the tips and tricks that work in your life that you wanna share with us, feel free to write that in the chat box. Um, if you have any sensitive information and you prefer to be held anonymous, you can find me in the chat box under Mariella Marie. You can write to me privately and I will flag your question or your reflection to our guest speaker and keep you anonymous. Um, so this is being recorded. If you do hop off mute, you will be featured in our live recording. Uh, and this is a nice time to say, I know that everyone is like, you know, super awesome multitaskers these days. Uh, but I invite you to be present with us so that you can chime in when you have something that comes to mind and you want to speak. So be present with us. Uh, and then you can rewatch this video later on Power to Fly. And then you can take notes vigorously there. Um, I will also say that um, you will get a rewatch email if you're joining live. So you'll get a rewatch email that will include any important links or links to resources that our guest speaker is talking about. So oftentimes we get questions in the chat box, like, what was that app or what was that book? Don't worry, uh, we'll have our, our guest speaker make sure that she adds that uh, to the rewatch email so that you can access that quickly. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is we'd love for you to follow us on socials uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can keep up with all the great chats we've got in store. Um, and I just will take a brief moment to introduce myself for those of you who are new uh, to the Chat and Learn uh, program here at Power to Fly. I have the pleasure of picking beautiful minds of our guest speakers that I get to interview throughout the week. Uh, and I love speaking about emotional intelligence. Uh, so I try to weave that into the conversation uh, whenever possible. So if you like to vibe uh, in that way, feel free to, to raise those, those emotionally intelligent questions as well. Um, and I would like to invite you to support the project that I'm working on that is called the Positive Force Team. Uh, you can go to thepositiveforceteam.org, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, otherwise, you're free to connect with me on LinkedIn um, and just let me know that you found out about me here and I'm happy to connect. So with that said, I'm going to pass the mic to our guest speaker, Petrina. Uh, let us know a little bit about yourself, how you came to learn about Power to Fly, and what you're excited to share with us today. Sure. So I'm not going to read my bio here. You can read that um, as I talk about myself. I would say um, my the roles I enjoy the most are the, one that's the ones that are at the bottom. I am a wife and a mom, and I love those the most. Um, they are my why, why I do what I do. They are my biggest supporters. So um, I, that bullet actually should begin to be at the top of my bio going forward. Um, but from a um, certification standpoint, I'm a certified financial education instructor. I hold a financial man management certificate from Cornell University. I've been featured on tons of publications on news outlets such as 
Fox 61. And I actually have my own local TV show here um, for our youth. And it's called It's My Money. Hey, It's My Money is my actually trademark brand. So um, the way you see it here, It's My Money dollar sign. Um, I mean, IT apostrophe dollar sign my money it's a registered trademark where I am the only one can use that in the financial space so in addition to that I am an award-winning author my book it's my money has received an award and it's been a top seller since 2016 and volume two will be dropping soon so watch out for that I'm excited to be here. Power to Fly came to me from a colleague. She and I both um, had the wonderful opportunity to be a part of an women entrepreneurship program at Cornell University that was funded by Bank of America. And we met there. She um, had the opportunity to be a part of Power to Fly and thought that I would be um, a wonderful asset to um, their chats as well. And here I am. Yes. Okay, great. So congratulations on all of the things. Feel free to drop as much knowledge as you want to share from your book and from your, your book that's coming out soon. Um, I love this awareness of I want this bullet point to be first uh, on my next bio. So we'll, we'll make sure and make that edit for the next time. Uh, hopefully we can bring you back here and you can, you can continue to drop some knowledge. Um, for now, uh, let's go over some of the principal themes that you're going to walk us through for the next hour. I'd love to pass the mic back to you to walk us through this. Absolutely. So, you know, when, when you think of personal finance experts, you think of like finances is such a broad topic. But for today's hour, we're going to focus on these three. It's how to create and follow a budget, the best ways to save your money, and how to create an additional stream of income. So um, everybody wants more money, more money. But the first thing that you need to make sure is make sure you understand how to manage or budget the money that you have. So we're going to talk about these three pillars today. Awesome. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen uh, and I'm going to roll into these questions that folks have submitted um, previous to the chat. So if you hear your question come up, I can't stress enough. We want to hear from you if you're joining us live today. So let us know if this is your question in the chat box or you can hop off mute uh, and you know let us know if you want to add anything else. If this is not your question that comes up, again, we still want to hear from you. Feel free to chime in. You can use the chat box or you can hop off of mute. So Petrina, let's start with this first question here. Yeah. What are your best practices for saving and how can we save money when we have low income? Oh man, great one. So first of all, I'll answer the first one quickly, automate it. Automate it and forget about it. So um, I'm often asked, how do I do this? And if you work for an employer and you are having your uh, the bulk of your paycheck being directly deposited into a checking account, what I encourage you to do when you leave this session, like immediately, if you don't already do this, is automate a portion of that into a savings account. So if you don't have a savings account, open a savings account and have a portion going. And your next question may be, before I get to the second part of the question is, um, how much, right? It is how much you can afford. So for you, it may be $5, it may be 20, it may be 50. You need to do what you can afford and then do that for a period of time and then increase it as you go along. I don't want you to do it larger because maybe you got a STEMI, a STEMI check or some other sort of funds and then you delete from that or, or um, withdraw from that or make that amount less going forward. I want you to start small and then increase once you realize that you can do it and that money is being tucked away and it's not causing you to mess up on your other bills. 
And then the second part of that is um, how can we save when we have a low income? Uh, you can still save, just save less. You may not be able to save the amount somebody else is saving, save what you can afford. And the way you can identify that is um, being intimate with your money. So when you get paid before you start spending, you want to take a look at it, see where you have room to do so and save before spending, not after spending. That's the best way you can do it on any um, amount of income. I love the words that you're using um, this to be intimate with your money. So I was interviewing a woman previous to, to this conversation. And actually I started, I had um, what I call a therapy with a teacher of mine. Cause I'm like, I, this is more than a class for me. This is like helping me figure out life. We were talking about money and we were talking about this, the almighty dollar, how like about the end of the day, you know, uh, if you have the money, you can do whatever you want and how that gets people into trouble. And how a lot of times it's unfair, but also how can we harness the power of that with responsibility and with intention? I love this word intimacy that you're bringing in because a lot of times we are afraid to touch it or we don't know how to manage it or like, you know, we get a big sum and then it's like, all right, I'm about to ball. Everyone's getting fur coats. We're about to have some champagne. And then what happens then? You know, and unfortunately, historically speaking, uh, marginalized communities uh, are, are more into that flow. Either it's like, okay, I don't see anyone represented that looks like me, which means I have to take an extra step to think, okay, a woman can reach this or a woman of color can reach this or a queer person can reach this. You know, you have this, this mindset work to do. So I love this intimate factor that you're saying, be with yourself, see, you know, what can you do? What do you want to do? Touch in and then go out. Um, I'd love for you to comment on any of the things I'm ranting about now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually, I'm going to comment on two points. And then there's, again, like she mentioned, if there's any questions, drop them in the chat or come off mute and ask them. So think about intimate relationships that you have right with your uh in, in intimate don't when people think about intimacy they think about it in a a way that i'm not talking about i'm talking about intimacy people that you or, or things you care about things that you know uh, make you feel good things like that you that may be chocolate that may be um your relationship with your sibling that may be the relationship with a significant other it may be your parents when you have an intimate relationship you are fond of it you take care of it. You want to, you don't want to see anything happen to it. So when you have that intimate relationship with your money, you're going to be the best steward of it, right? You're going to take care of it. You're going to want it to grow. You're not going to want to spend it frivolously. So I'm not the type of coach that would say, make all this money, hoard all, save all this money and don't spend any. Yes. I like going on vacation and doing various different things, but I don't go on vacation if I can't afford to go on vacation. So I'm not going to go on vacation and not pay my mortgage or my car payment or things like that. So it's about becoming intimate, meaning touching it regularly so that intimacy can grow and you want it to, um, you want to do the best by it and not just let it go, come in your hands and let it go right out of your hands. You're going to take care of it um, automate the savings so that what I call freedom fund that's over there in case anything happens, you're freely able to take care of it and not stressfully trying to figure out how to make it happen. So that, that's how I you, you would use um, what intimacy means as I talk about money. And then you mentioned uh, what I would say representation, right? A, a woman, a black woman, a tall woman, a short woman, a heavyset woman, all of those things are important. Representation matters. So as I, it's, it, it, you know, the, and I'll bring it in as it pertains to my book, volume two of my book, I got a lot of flack because I put, I put myself on a cover of the book and people said to me, you know, that's going to make only certain people buy it. So initially I was like, hmm, maybe I should reconsider. But then I said, well, whoever buys it is meant to buy it. And people that stop and buy it because I'm represented on the front 
that's actually who I want to have the book because I want people to see because Back in the day when my money was jacked up, I'll add this in here as well. My money wasn't always great. My money was literally jacked up. Um, my credit was jacked up and I learned how to do it like I'm teaching folks how to do it now. And I only knew of two people in the financial space that can help me with that. It's important for me to help people understand there's a ton of us. There's a ton of colleagues that I have that look like me that can that have the expertise that I have like others that I knew um, when I was trying to get my stuff right. And I want people to know that. So when they pick up the book, no, yeah, yeah. I want you to not know, only know it's my money volume two. It's my money volume two written by this black woman who messed up and got it right and teaching everybody how to do it. That's what I want you to understand. So that's what I wanted to represent. I love that. And I love, I mean, I mentioned this in the introduction that transparency is, is for me, it's a vessel of change. So when we can start to, you know, visibility as well as a vessel of change. So we start to see different kinds of folks that, that is really challenging us to open, to diversify our thought into, I love speaking about decolonizing the mind. Um, we really think about, so one way of colonizing the mind, let's say is, you know, only success is one way and it looks a certain way. And this is how that is. And then you have to say, well, can I participate in this or, or, and if so, how do, what loops do I have to jump through? Because I don't see representation on, on the other side. So I love that you're taking it from your experience. Yes. Uh, and then it looks like you're also developing, you know, mentorships and you're, you're, you're teaching on your, on your show that you have there. Um, and you're really building that network. So I applaud you. I thank you. Um, I think it's important, you know, to, 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 to show um, more sides of the story, uh, you know, the B side of history that has been left out for so long, you know, the wealth that has been uh, denied or, or, or silenced uh, because of the, the misrepresentation or the underrepresentation. So thank you so much. Um, we have a comment here um, from Luana who says, I'm thoughtful, deliberate, careful, and protective of my intimate relationships. This concept with money makes so much sense. Wow, new perspective. Yes, that's, I wanted to highlight that. I'm glad that it resonated with you as well, but I I just love the way that you, because oftentimes with money, we speak in a more linear way and it's black or white and it's yes or no, and it's this or that. But when you can start to um, develop, uh, you know, a different awareness and a different mindset within that space, let's say intimacy is one of them, then we can start to have a more holistic relationship with money. Maybe we wouldn't have so many crazy problems going on in the world in our lives. I don't know. I'm jumping. Exactly. There and, and that's what I want to dispel too, is like, I, you, so people that have a lot of money, that's great. But people like, look at, we have the gates that are, you know, now about to be divorced. So money doesn't solve everything. So managing money is really important because it, I don't care if you work at McDonald's or if you make, you know, multiple six figures, if you make multiple six figures and that's coming in, you don't know how to manage it. Guess what? Multiple six figures is going out. If you work at McDonald's and you automating um, your savings and you are budgeting, paying your bills on time and your credit is great, you are managing your money at a much better rate than somebody making multiple six figures. So I think oftentimes, and I'm finding this with my clients, it's like, I don't have enough to manage. No, you can't afford not to manage no matter how much it is that you have. So your the strategy is the same. It's the diligence and what you have to work with that's different than another. But the things that you need to do, the automating, the savings, the budgeting, the intimacy, all of that is the same. It's just at what level you do it, depending on the money you have and then what other ways that you need to diversify. I love that. You're dropping so much knowledge. This is great. Okay, let's move on to the next question here. Okay. How can this question was submitted before this conversation? So if this is your question again, we want to hear from you. Uh, this question reads How can I feel encouraged to invest my savings when that money is all I have? 
Oh, great question. So first off, knowing investing is a risk. So do not invest money that you cannot afford to lose. So um, that's what I will say, um, depending on how much, if your savings is all you have, you know, I have to unpack that a little bit. So I don't know if that person is on the call, but if your savings is, you know, three years worth of expenses, maybe you have a room uh, three years now, three years, not three months, three years worth of savings. Maybe you have a little tiny room to invest some of that. You can dabble in um, putting money into the stock market. If your investment, if your savings is, three months or three weeks worth of household expenses, then no, I wouldn't encourage you to invest at this time. Or um, there are options like $5 micro investing. If that's what you want to do, you can dabble in that. But in, I, I encourage you to have at least six to eight months um, at a minimum of household expenses saved before you start considering something like that. Now, the way you figure that out is you have to begin to manage your money and budget, and then you'll know how much you had, how much you were spending, and how much you will need for household spending. And then you could determine what that sum is that you need to have saved in that um, emergency or freedom fund savings account before you start going into investing. That's great. Yeah. Having that emergency savings first, right? That's what I'm, that's what, that's what reached out to me when you were just saying that, like, don't, don't worry about investing first. We're, make sure you're good with, you know, if things, if things happen and you need that three months kind of wiggle room, um, don't invest in something else, invest in yourself by making sure you have that emergency savings. Exactly. Um, because look, what we just went through, right? A lot of unexpected happened. Like even for me and my business, my business. So now we have the wonderful uh, virtual opportunities, but in my business prior to um, last year was going out and speaking and doing these speaking engagements and workshops in rooms. So I traveled all over the world as far as Trinidad and Tobago. Um, from Connecticut to Texas to Dallas uh, to Georgia, I was all over the place. So when the pandemic happened, like I, it really boom, stopped what I was doing because although virtual has been around, it wasn't the way that I did business. So um, you never know when that snatched away. A lot of people lost jobs. So if you don't have that, again, it's freedom because you're free um, and not stressed on being able to continue your household expenses when you have that saved up. So that's really, really important. Thank you for that. And this question that has just popped up in the chat box, um, it, it, it is uh, diving in, asking you to dive in deeper there, specifically when it comes to crises. So um, we have a, um, a live listener who is writing, any tips for getting out of crises mode? My husband and I have been trying to save 1000 for emergency for the last 10 years. We just keep having emergencies. Yeah. So automate your savings, automate your savings. So had it, had this presentation been, um, uh, some time ago, I would say when you, if you were, if you were of a person that was eligible to get the, um, money that was given to folks from the government, I would have said, started off right there with that. If not, everybody was able to get that for varying different reasons. Right. But automate your savings. So automate it, give, always start with the end in mind. So if you want to get, how much did she say? If you want to get a thousand in your 1K. savings account, well, a thousand in your savings account, that's how much you need, right? And say you want to have that in your savings account within the next three months. And then um, you, you know, it's a thousand, three months is 90 days. You want to divide that by how many times you get paid, you and or your husband. And if both of you are contributing to it, so you want to find how much you need a week or every two weeks split that in half and then you both automate it and then boom within 90 days or 60 days whichever makes sense um you'll have it there but don't try to 
get paid, pay your bills and say, okay, let's put this now over here for savings. Think about your savings as you're paying yourself first. I say this all the time, pay yourself first. Like your taxes come right out. Um, if you work for an employer and you have healthcare, that come right out. Have your savings come right out. So not go into your checking account and then you move it over, have it directly go into the savings. So whatever goes into your checking, now you're able to do whatever you need to do with that. But that savings is already taken care of. But don't try to do big. If you haven't saved at all, you or your husband now, and you're trying to get to this thousand tomorrow, don't try to do that because what'll happen is you'll put this out, both of you will put 500 or however you do it, because it doesn't have to be 50-50. And then you'll, you may pull from it because you're not ready for that big 500 to come out of your you know regular spending. So I would say figure out the time frame for what you want it there. Always have a goal. Let's, let's just say for easy math, it's 90 days. Take that thousand, divide it by the number of paychecks. If it's two of you divide and then divide that number by two, each of you automate that in an account that is not your checking account and boom, it will be there before you know it. Such helpful tips. Thank you so much. I hope that answers your question, um, Wendy, that you asked there in the chat box. If not, let us know and we can we can dive in deep there. She says, thank you. Perfect. All right. So um, I love that you're diving in deep and making it more personal. So again, if you're on the call with us, this is your time to really, you know, pick uh, pick her mind. You know, she's here. She's a busy woman. So let's get your questions answered. Um, so feel free to write in the chat box whenever you have something come up. But until then, we'll move on to these questions that you all submitted uh, previous mm -hmm. to the chat. So any tips for diversifying your savings beyond the stock market? Ooh, so this question is asked. I don't know if this person is on the phone, I mean, on the line, but um, and if they're listening later, saving in the stock market, like those two things are not together. So the stock market is not, I, I don't, oh, let me say it this way. I wouldn't define the stock market as savings. The stock market is an opportunity for you to um, gain, gain from whatever happens within the market, but it's not a savings account. Savings is something is something different. So I would disconnect those two trains of thought. So saving is one, stock market is another. You can do both if, um, so I would say it that way. So the tips again with savings is automating it. And with the stock market, um, do not invest what you can't afford. And if you've never invested before, dip your toe in it. And then if you wanna go deeper in it, make sure you work with a professional um, to, give, uh, to um, help you make those decisions for how you wanna do that. Great, thank you for that clarification. Um, and as I said before, especially for when it comes to marginalized communities, um, there is a lot of uh, misinformation that you mm -hmm. receive or no information that you're so you connect the dots in ways that might not make sense. And it's like, hey, 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 no, the stock market is volatile. You can, yes. you know, you can make your savings, you know, com comfortable. Um, uh, and so anything else before, because I know we might have some questions later on about the stock market that comes up, but any, any other clarifications you want to give there? Because I know that is a big, thing to bite off right now, but how, how can you persuade or, or, you know, bring any flags for people who are interested in getting into the stock market? Yeah. So again, um, uh, do, uh, do not invest what you can't afford. Um, it, if, if you make money within a stock market, that is great. You need to know what you're doing. Um, you know, do your research, work with a professional. Um, I, I know that a lot of people use um, apps uh, for, um, investing. So that is a way that you can dip your toe in it. Um, a lot of them are very easy to use. Um, while, while most of them allow you to open an, uh, open an account within the investing app and 
you then um, connect your check-in account to that particular application that you've chosen. There's several out there. I can share a few names with you in a moment. And then um, once you've done that, you then will move money into um, that that app or that you know brokerage app that you are aligned with. And then once the money has been validated or authenticated over there, you then can purchase individual stocks. A lot of them allow now for you to purchase fractional stocks. So that's a way you can dip your toe. Again, I don't encourage that unless you really, one, it's money that you can um, afford to maybe not come out of the stock market with, or um, it's um, something that you're doing very small just to understand how it's done. But education, education is really important. So I encourage you, um, I am not, this is my suggestions to you. I am not an investor. Um, I encourage you to make sure that you're working with a professional that do, you know does this for a living that can help you with that, especially if you wanna do large sums of money. So I do um, encourage that. Um, I use um, some a couple of the apps that are available and I'll tell you a couple of them that are out there. There's TD Ameritrade, there's Stash, there's Robinhood. So, and there, there's many others, but those are a few um, that folks um, are widely used today. Awesome. Yeah. I was just going to ask what apps do you use? <laughs> so we can, we <laughs> so can I, uh, jump on board with you. <laughs> yeah. So I use, I, so Robin has been got, getting a lot of flack for a lot of different reasons, but I do uh, use Robinhood and I use TD Ameritrade. Um, Stash. I do have Stash. I don't use it as much. When I first got Stash, it was because they were the first ones that I know of that will allow you to buy fractional shares. So let me tell you what that is. Again, this is not advice. This is me telling you what I do. Um, and that may be helpful for you. So um, fractional shares are, let's just say, and I don't know this number off the top of my head, but let's just say um, te the Tesla stock is um, $800 for one share. You don't, you can't afford $800, but you want some Tesla, you have a little bit of money, you can buy $5 worth of Tesla within Stash. Now, other platforms now have now allowed the fractional shares, but they were the first one. So when I was dipping my toe in, in, in individual stocks, Stash is where I first started, but I since do that in other on the other platforms. So it allows people who want to, you know, be in the game, if you will, but you don't have enough for the your favorites, the Amazons, the Teslas, etc. But you want a piece of it. So just imagine when you do that, though, um, if it's an $800 stock and you buy $5 worth, you have a piece, but it's really, 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 really small. You do not have a full share until you've purchased what it costs at the time that you're trying to buy it. All right. Thank you for that clarification. Yep. Okay. So let's move on to this next question here. Again, if this is your question that comes up, we want to hear from you. How can we create additional streams of income if we don't have time or money? <laughs> so first off, um, if you really want additional streams of income, you have to find a tad bit of time. That's what I will say. So it depends on what you want to do. And what one important thing, and I, I, I do this when I coach folks, whatever happened yesterday was yesterday. So what? You didn't do it. You don't have seven streams. And for the person, uh, Wendy, who said her, her husband, and she and her husband doesn't have money saved. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, you're still here. That means you can do it now that you have more information. So additional streams of income, I encourage everybody to have more than one um, because one, one can be taken away just like that. There's a ton of ways that you can have additional streams of income. 
I encourage everybody to have a book. Like a book is just, I love, I, I'm not even um, huge on reading books. I listen to books. I do read books, but I listen to them more than I read. Um, I encourage books for different reasons. My book actually catapulted my career. I started coaching people individually. My book then came out um, for young people. Volume one is for uh, teenagers. And when that book came out, September of 2016, I was asked to go and speak all over the place to talk to youth in schools and programs and everything. So I became a speaker and I'm just like, oh, they like this. I started selling it in bulk. I then became programs that people would have every summer. And then um, people, and then I wrote my own curriculum from there. So that one book, became three streams of income. And then I'm like, oh, people want to, I like talking about personal finance. What else can I do? I then became a podcaster. So, and then through podcasting, I have affiliate, I mean, it just goes on and on. So book, um, a lot of, a lot of people think a book has to be like this. It doesn't, it can be like that. So it can be a hundred pages. It can be 60 pages, or you can go ebook route. The way that you need to think about passive income is what do people need what I know how to do that can be a solution to other people and put that in a book just like that. You can create an easy book and self-publish that and have it on Amazon within, a, within uh, I'll say three weeks. Um, some people have done it sooner than that, but if you don't have time, then maybe you can't do it as quickly as that. But I know people that have eBooks that are literally, literally 10 pages. It's called 10 tips to do whatever it is that they do. So, um, and they'll have tip one and they'll give all their details. That's a whole page, another tip, a whole page. And then in the front, they have their, like why they got started and acknowledgements and all that in the back, they'll have a glossary. So now it's become like a 13 page book from 10 tips and it's sold all the time. So that's one way. Another, and you get royalties from books. Like I, um, oftentimes I'll push something on social media about my book, but I get, when I first, when it first was published, uh, it was on my website, it was on Amazon. And then I went around to various different, um, because I self-published to uh, bookstores. And I would say, can you sell my book? I'll give them five copies. I did that, not just where I live here in Connecticut, but all over the place, um, anywhere that I would travel. So I get royalties in from these places all the time because they, the stores take a portion of it and they give you the rest. But but it's like, I did the heavy lifting back in 2016. I did a lot of like vending in 2000 of uh, the year after. And now the money just comes in from the book. So that's a, that's a passive income. And then the other big thing right now is recorded courses. So if anybody, now I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to participate here. Any of you drop, what are you, what are you passionate about? Or what do you enjoy doing if money was not an object? Like drop that in the comments or come off of mute. This is great. This is great. So as you're stewing on it, I see some smiles happening there. Uh, drop in the chat box. Um, I will say traveling for me. Traveling. Do you know people get paid to travel in two ways? Let me tell you. People get paid to travel because people want you to go to the place, let them know how it is and provide them a review. The place you're going will pay you because you you now maybe you have this following and they, people are coming to their location because you went there and um, told them what it's all about. Then that can turn into a blog. It can turn into a book, you know? So that's another thing. I know somebody also know people who house it and travel the world, not the country, the world house sitting. So they don't own, they don't have a mortgage. They don't, 
own uh, a car because they're always in another place. So they house it for a period of time. When that time is about to be exhausted, they find the next place and then they go to the next place. So they get to visit a bunch of different places, um, places meaning different countries and live there for a period of time, house sitting someone's house. You do have to have, you know, make sure that, you know, you're not a person that's um, uh, somebody that would steal the stuff in their home. But yeah, you can travel, make money, because um, you're getting made, paid to house it, and then you uh, get paid to travel to the next location to be where you need to go. Sometimes the travel is not included, sometimes it is. So I, I, what, what do I have here? Uh, I love talking about college, majors, minors, dual credits, community colleges, explore, um, career explore, exploration, I think that's it. So yes, that can be an ebook. Let me tell you all about colleges and universities, sell it to high school students, sell it to parents. This is the experience that your, your freshman is going to have. If you wanna talk about it, oh, like I'm in this room right now, maybe Power to Fly can have you come in if you, you know, you have to have the appropriate credentials. And I wanna tell people how their first experience in college will be. Here's some things to consider for majors and minors, and here's what you would get from it. If you wanna graduate early, here's what you need to do. Make sure you, you know, uh, you know doing whatever you need to do with your credits. So I, I'm telling you, I don't think if anybody or somebody puts dancing, no matter what you put down in this chat or come off mute talking about, I can tell you a way to make money from it. Dancing, there is a lot of people that want to learn how to do various different dances. You know, they want to learn how to mumba. They want to, I don't know if I'm saying the right names. They want to do various different things. So people pay people to train them how to do it, even virtually, even virtually. So there is, um, let me see what else I have. Teach kids to ride and interact with horses. Oh my goodness. And especially now that the world is opening up again, the key to any one of these things that we talked about is marketing. You have to make sure people know that you have this service available. So if you have, um, I'm gonna start teaching people how to salsa, right? I'm gonna do it online. I'm going to do it at six o'clock on Thursdays. That's great for you to know. And who is that? Um, JVM. That's good for you to know. But if you ain't telling anybody how they're not going to show up, they're not going to buy it. So if you have social media, you think dancing, maybe it's moms that need to relax because they are doing, they're working and having um, their kids at home playing teacher as well. So maybe they need to just let go by, you know, attending your class. So go in mom groups on Facebook, go, you know, go to various different platforms where your potential audience is to share what it is that you are doing. So uh, there's the, the list is endless. When I talk about side businesses, I encourage it to be something you enjoy doing. If it's another job, likely you're aggravated that you have to do it. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to do this thing again. Right when I when I got was ready for this thing, I'm getting ready. I'm doing my hair. I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm gonna talk about finances. I don't care how many people showed up. There's somebody in the room. I am happy because those of you that are here wanted to be here. Those that maybe signed up and didn't come, they'll something happened. That's okay. Life happens, and they can look at it later. But I'm jazzed every time I get to do this. And that's if when you have a business like that and you begin to market it and you tell people, people are buying because they wanna be around you. And when you enjoy what you do, you're gonna show up that way. But if you say, okay, I'm gonna do a side business dancing and you show up and you're like, okay, you guys ready? All right, we're gonna do this and then do this. Make sure you warm up, 
nobody's doing that. But if you're like, come on, let's get it. Let's start the dance. People are going to want to do it. And then you got to say, come on, could tell their girlfriends, you're going to want to come to this session because this, this woman makes us feel so good. and makes my week just feel like I didn't have a bad week and I get ready for the weekend. So it's up to you to make that business. Zumba is another good one. I hear that. I see that people do that virtually. I know a lot of people, I actually know three different women who had um, an impact to their business because they had an on in-person Zumba, Zumba uh, studio. And when the pandemic happened, um, you know, they couldn't do that. So then they began to do it online and they started um, combining with um, health uh, people that do um what do you want to call it, uh, working out. So they combined and they did like a dual thing. I know three different individuals that did that. So their business um, did a, a pause for a moment due to the pandemic, but then they found a way to do it virtually. And then they got on social media and then they asked um, other people, can you tell people about my Zuma? Do you know anybody that's interested? You have to continuously tell people what you do and then more people will know about it. Not everybody's going to buy, not everybody's going to attend, but the more people know about it. And if somebody's like, oh, I've been looking for a Zuma class. Oh, I know exactly somebody that do it. They will go right away and, and mention your name and tell them where to go and find you. So, yeah. So great. I love, I love how you're reflecting on this and, and, and encouraging us essentially. So I love that I'm getting two pieces of emotional intelligence out of your response. So one, the first pillar of self-awareness, right? The question of what are you passionate about? Well, you got to know what you're passionate about. You got to be self-aware, which means, you know, you need to work on finding some alone time, connecting with yourself, knowing what fills you up, what doesn't, knowing how to set your boundaries. Then you can say, okay, cool. It's dancing or it's, you know, working with kids. And then from there, you go to what the last pillar is um, social awareness. So great. How can you collaborate with other people who are doing the same thing? Or how can you share your knowledge with other people in a book, in the form of a book or a virtual experience? Um, and, you know, use that creative and collaborative mindset that first comes from the self-reflection. So I love that you, the first question was, what are you passionate about? So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me add this. Passion yeah. is not going to make you money. Passion plus work will make you money. Okay. So you, I can be passionate about finances, but if I'm not aggressively trying to talk to clients, following up with power to fly or whatever is not happening. Um, but so you gotta, you gotta marry those two things together and, and, and make it happen. Yeah. And I would argue that the, the, that, that aligns with the second pillar that is self-regulation. So again, you have the passion, but what do you do with it? You just sit on your butt and not do anything, or do you figure out how to like put the timetable in, put your calendar, you know, calendar alerts, figure out how to make sure you're getting these, you know, interviews or you're talking what you know, you got a stack of books in the back seat just in case yeah. you run into a bookshop, like being, uh, being able to, to uh, work in hand with what you're doing and putting that action behind it. So I love that you're highlighting that as well. Yeah, so exactly. this is an interesting question based on everything that you're saying um, for the person who, who decide, I have, um, if this person's on the line, I would love to hear from you because this question uh, reads, that you think you aren't creative, but my argument is that we are all creative beings. Um, and so it's just a matter of tapping into your creativity. So this, this question reads, most passive income seems to be focused on being creative or more design focused. Are there more options for someone who may not be creative? So please respond to this question. Also, I would argue that you are creative. You just have to find the way to, to release that creativity, but please, I digress. Oh, I would, I, I would completely agree with you. I, <laughs> that, that's the answer right there. I think, I think all, many of us are creative. Um, we just don't know how to tap into that. And that's why coming to events like this and hearing and seeing what others are doing, it's when 
that's when a lot of people have their ah, or I call it the aha moment. So I, I would also, I would encourage you instead of saying challenge you, I would encourage you to think about your creativity in a different way, right? Now, if you're still at the point where it's just not, that's just not where I am, um, I, there's a, a bunch of different ways. Let's just say affiliates. A lot of a lot of what I'm going to tell you about are aligned to creative because I believe, like she mentioned, that we all are. We just have to figure out how we tap into that. But affiliates is another way. I actually um, make money from being an affiliate of many different people. And what what an affiliate is is you um, promote other folks stuff. And when it's sold using your linkage. So let's just say you're an affiliate of my course, right? And I'll, I'll just use, um, let's see a name here that somebody's respond, Luana. Say Luana, Luana is a, an affiliate of my course. I then give her information. Um, I'll call it like a blurb about my course, what it's about, maybe even give her access to the course. And then I give her a link that says, it's my money um, management course, Luana at the end. She gets that link. She posts about my course using her link. Anytime somebody clicks her link to buy my course and they pay for it, Luana gets a percentage of how much um, of that particular purchase or any purchase that's made with her link. That's called an affiliate, um, an affiliate relationship. Many people that blog, YouTube or um, blog or YouTube have affiliate relationships. So when you when you're reading an article and and um like online um however you get your news and you have that commercial comes in the middle or you have information about a certain product, that's an affiliate relationship. So if you read through somebody's blog or you're on their podcast or that was the other I was trying to say podcast or YouTube and you get additional information about something that's not that person's, that's an affiliate relationship usually that they have. Um, the other thing that I would say of passive income is if you are in the stock market or have dabbled in the stock market, dividends. So if you have stocks um, of companies that give dividends to their stockholders, that's another way that you can get income that has nothing to do with creativity. So it's if you've gotten to the point where you have enough money that you're going to dabble in the stock market, having a, stocks that have dividends, so that's returns to their stockholders when they do well, um, that's a way that you can get passive income as well. And then the other is rental properties, right? So I know a lot of people who own um, duplexes, they live on one side and they rent out the other. The person that rents um, their rent total pays the person's mortgage. So that's passive income. That's um, income that's taking care of even their roof. So they don't have to pay for anything. So that's another way. Um, rental um, properties are a little bit more difficult than like dropping an ebook or something like that. Um, because there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that and that you want to make sure like just what we just went through, you know, there was a rental moratorium where people didn't have to pay and you have to still pay your mortgage if people don't pay you, or maybe you have to make that call too. So there's a lot that goes with that, but those are some avenues that you can earn um, passive income um, if you don't want to go the creative route. But there's a lot of creative opportunities. I'll tell you that too. Just tap into <laughs> Thank creativity. You. Tap, you know what? You, you, all of you on the phone have your own zone of genius. It may not be what mine is. It may not be what hers is. It may not be. It is everybody has their own. You have to tap into yours and unleash it. And believe it or not, there's somebody that wants to hear your story. There's somebody that want to know how you do whatever it is that you do. If it's a mom um, of three, single mom of three kids, if it's a married um, a person with no kids, whatever it is, like, how are you doing that? How are you doing this? Or how are you doing that? And let me tell you, 
my daughter is 30. So when I learned that you parents that had to work from home and have kids doing school at home, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God. I didn't have to do that. So had I been at that point, I would need somebody to give me an ebook for that or have a video. Cause I'm like, I, I just can't even imagine. And, but people got through it. And, so, uh, and that's how some groups were formed. Like, how are you guys doing it? I don't know, what are you doing? And people would start to share their various different tips. And guess what? That group grew bigger and bigger. And then people that um, have, um, uh, products aligned to children were sending stuff their way. So you got a whole group of moms or, or in some cases, parents, you all are talking about how you do things with your kids in school and being home here. Here's my book about kids. Here's my game about kids. Here's, you know, that's what, that's how products are sold within people that are your target audience. So I, that's, you know, I can go on and on. I told you, I love what I do. I love talking about what I do. And then when I see the smiling faces, that's just that I love the room. When the room gives me that energy, it just, makes me go so <laughs> yes no it's great I love the clarification I love the support again you started this conversation off just like super you know encouraging us to to be to bring our best selves to the table which I think has everything to do with you know self-awareness okay what do I how can I be passionate about something and put actionable steps behind it how can I collaborate right especially when everything is crazy right now it's like finding your niche um, that maybe you didn't have that niche before because it wasn't a problem. And now, you know, that we're in this global pandemic, I'm sure that we can all find several groups to be a part of and learn more together um, and listen more together, um, yes. you know, so that we can have some more active listening time. Yes. Um, so this is an interesting question to follow up. So you spoke a little bit about affiliates. So this question reads, I've heard you can earn some extra cash on the side by being an affiliate, but can you make a living from being an affiliate? If so, how? Oh, my. Um, so... I, so I, well, let me tell you this. I haven't been able to make a, an, a, live, a living from affiliate relationships, but I know people that have in, in, but they were doing what they do for a long time. So what I encourage, what I, what I'm asking you not to do. So there's a lot of things I'm asking you to do during this session. One thing I'm asking you not to do is try to compare what you're doing or what you will do to what somebody has been doing for 10 years. So if somebody's been in the game, doing podcasting, doing blogging, doing whatever they do for 10 years, and you want to do the same thing, it's okay for you to do the same thing. I'm not discouraging you not to get into that same game because there's room for everything everybody. I always talk about there's McDonald's and Burger King and they are very successful and they have two different burger styles. But when I want a, a, a Whopper, I go to Burger King. When I want um, my fish and the, the fries from McDonald's, that's where I'm going. So you you don't, don't be worried about competition, right? Because you're just a colleague of the person that's already doing it. But the thing I'm asking you not to do is compare your first year getting into it to the 10 years somebody's in there. So when you're seeing people across social, they've some people have been doing it for a long time and they finally got to the point where they're doing and achieving what they're achieving. So please do not do that. So um, what I was, the reason why I brought that up is I know several people who have um, very successful blogs and podcasts and YouTube channels that they have monetized and monetized through affiliate relationships and sponsors to the point where, yeah, they're not working their day job. Like they're making tons of money through the relationships. They, some of them have actually shown their profit from these platforms. Um, 
again, those people, a lot of them have been doing it a long time. Some of them, maybe not as long as the other, maybe they have a different following. Maybe, you know, they just hit that right niche and niche. And it was something that people were just really interested in and they blew up really fast. That's not the norm. Okay. The, the norm is putting in the work, right? Networking, meeting people, always talking about what you do. Like my, my, remember my daughter, she went to a networking event with me and she's like, mom, do you have to talk to everybody? I'm like as many, as many people as I can every day, all day. I, you think I came to this network for, um, for the lemonade and the, the cheese puff? No, like, no, I came here. <laughs> Listen, I paid for these business cards too. No, I'm talking to as many people as I can. There, I am not going to leave a room and no one knows who Petrina Dixon is and what it's my money is. I'm not going to get to everybody, but there is going to at least be some people in that room that leave there knowing who I am. Oftentimes I go into rooms, people know who I am because I'm always talking about it. I'm very active on social, but there's some rooms I go in and that's not the case. I change that when I go in every room, every room. I don't know what that'll manifest into. It could be three years from now. People are like, I remember a lady that does financial coaching. I met her at da 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 and boom, now I have a new client. But yeah, every room I walk in, I, I used to wear it. <laughs> this is not my daughter. She's so hard on me. She's 30, but she's hard on me. She says, um, mom, do you have other clothes? Why do you always wear it's my money? Because I have actually have retail products where I have t-shirts and sweatshirts that, and I usually have it on even when I present to say it's my money. And people started to wonder, did I have other clothes? I didn't care. I'm like, I'm about trying to build my brand. And until people know me as the it's my money lady and know it's my money, I'm going to wear it every day. I'm not going to wear polo. I'm not going to wear coach. I'm wearing it's my money all the time. So now, now people know it. So I don't wear as much as I used to, but anyway, that was my story. <laughs> this is great. This is great. I wish your daughter were on the call now. Um, and speaking of daughters and just the generation that comes next, uh, this question, um, hones in on what do we do with our kids? So how can we teach our kids to have a healthy money management? Yes. So first, um, and I'm a mom and I'm guilty of what I'm gonna tell you not to do. First thing is don't tell them what to do, show them what to do. Right. So kids, especially young kids, you pull your, your, your paycheck is deposited into the, into your checking account in order for you to get money out the bank, you drive up to the ATM and you pull money out. That child never saw money go into the bank. They have no idea. They just think you don't have money. Go to that little machine to get it out. They don't realize money has to go in there in order for you to be able to take it out there. So start to engage them in money um, transactions, conversations. Um, you know, if they can recite songs um, to in its entirety to the artists that you like, they are ready to have money conversations. And what I mean, age appropriate money conversation. So if you can, if they can cite whatever, recite whatever song, sit down and talk to them about how, you know, when mommy gets paid, when daddy gets paid money on um, the, our job, and they may know what your job employer is, they put the money right into the bank for us. Like tell them that, tell them that's how it works. That's how the money comes out of the bank. Have them go and see you do the transaction sometimes do the deposits in front of them show them when you're writing off the bills or, or doing it online whatever you're doing so and then I would say get age appropriate games um especially you know with this we we're kind of on the other side of this but when we were in the house with the pandemic I was always encouraging I have a friend that have a, a money game for young kids I, I actually bought several and gave them to some of the people that are in my Facebook group so teach them instead of you know only playing um 
you know, whatever games that you play, play the money games, right? Play the monopolies, play the where they have money and they have to count it and, and buy a home and see what it's like building, you know, money games, R give them reading material aligned to money. Like I have a book, I guess I'll just tell you now. It's called It's My Money, Volume One. It's for teens, but people younger than teens have gotten it through programs as well. So it's appropriate for them. You can go on my website or you can go to Amazon, whichever you feel most comfortable with. Um, but buy them this book, read a chapter with them a week or have them read a chapter in my book is actually journal form. So have them write their reflections on what they read for that chapter and discuss it. So just like they're taught everything else, they go to school, they're there for six hours or they're sitting at a table for six hours. The reason why they remember the content in order to be tested or have assessed is because they're hearing it repeatedly. If you repeatedly tell them about money in the positive things about money, not like, oh my God, we broke, I'm stressed out, we don't have enough money to buy. Don't just let them hear that, even if that's true then they're going to associate money is uh, we never have enough. We don't have enough. We're not rich like the next family or whatever. No. Oh, we get paid today. Today, our employer is giving us money um, in order for us to go to McDonald's. I got to go to the bank where they put it and take some out, like have that conversation, bring them through that. Just like you would say, write in cursive, Bobby, make sure you do it this way. Stay on the lines, make sure you do your fractions or whatever. Do the same thing with money. I am telling you, this I'm a, I can truly attest to. When you repeatedly show them how to do it right, they will remember it. Sometimes parents are afraid to have the money conversations with children because they don't have their money right themselves. Remember I told you earlier in this presentation, it's okay. We, including me, have been there, made a lot of money, but I spent it as soon as I got it. I had none saved, none invested, owned a home, owned a car, daughter went to private school, had no money. If one paycheck was not deposited by my company, everything would fall apart. That's when I knew I had to change. So regardless of yesterday, you're here today, hopefully learning something that will help you in your journey. You can be the influencer for your children so they don't have to be how we were before. Right? Yes. And they don't need to look for out anyone else who's an influencer to say, this is my standard of success. And it's so far, you know, it's, it's like six degrees of separation or more. They can, they can look at you practicing what you preach. And I love that you're highlighting, you know, um, the, the, um, just the, the fragility, right? If you don't have your finances in check, you don't want to show your kids because then they might pick up those habits or whatever. So I love that, uh, you know, it's just like breaking the ice, break the taboos. Yesterday was yesterday. How can I start afresh now? Um, I love all of the knowledge that you're dropping. I'm just going to share my screen so that we can uh, remember how to stay in touch with you. I know you have these last two slides that we're going to share here. We've got about three minutes left. So okay. um, let us know. Are you able to see my screen share? All right. Yes, yes. Okay, perfect. So walk us through this and let us know how we can support and stay in touch and learn more about you and support you through your books and all the things. 
Yeah. So first I want to say thank you. Thank you, Power to Fly, for having me here. Thank you all that took time out of your day to spend to listen to me, what I have to pour into you. Hopefully you walked away with something that'll help you. So let me tell you quickly about these resources. Um, uh, the first two are free resources. It's a budget sheet. So I've talked about budgeting. When you're intimate with your money, the way you are become intimate is touching it regularly as often as you get it. If you go to that website, my website, and go to resources, you can grab um, uh, free budget sheets and a coloring book for kids. So I, I co-authored that. Um, so you can check that out. Go there, grab, pull those down. There's different formats because not one format fits all. So I created several formats so you can grab that. The second one, if you're interested in leveling up your money and what that really means is tips on how to get your money right, you can email my assistant. It's admin at itsmymoneyjournal.info and put in the subject line power to fly and she will pop you over that uh, PDF of that checklist. But that is that is not on the website you do have to um send her an email because that's just for you all because i do sell that but i am giving to anybody that came here and listening if you um email her and um and put power to fly in the subject line we'll give you a free one now this one is not a, a free one this is my money management course so um as you can hear i'm super passionate about what i do i come from not having my money right to learning how to do it and mastering it. And I teach as many people that will listen and I can't be everywhere. So I put it in a course. So I would love for you to support me by going to the course. This is an easy way to get to that course. Um, I know it's a little weird with a mixture of letter numbers and slash, but that's the shortest way that I can get you to the course. If you can't copy that down quickly, if you go to my website, it's mymoneyjournal.info. On the first page, it says money management course and you can grab it there. Another free way that I would love for you to support. So if you can't make an investment to work with me and I would one thing I really, really would appreciate. And this goes back to what we talked about earlier. Please go to my, it's on my YouTube channel and subscribe. The more subscribers you have as a YouTuber, the more opportunity you have to get um, affiliates as well as um, soon sponsors. So I, yes, I am admittedly saying I'm trying to up that page. So please subscribe. It is, it's my money with Petrina Dixon. They don't allow you to have um, uh, dollar signs. So it's the regular S. So it's my money with Petrina Dixon. I would love for you to go and check me out out there. Yes, you're doing so many amazing things. So um, if we just want to like reach out to you and see what you're doing on socials, let us know where your your, your Instagrams, your Facebooks are um, so that we can continue the conversation when we end in just a few minutes here. Yeah, so absolutely across Instagram, Twitter, and I play a little bit on TikTok. It's it's my money underscore. So that's I-T-S-M-Y-M-O-N-E-Y underscore. I do have a Facebook community if you're interested in that. I have, I share a lot in there. I pour a lot in there. But the other thing about that is people engage they tell their own story they ask questions and not just me other people that are in there reply to that information so i'm the only administrator but there's other people that are experts that are in there as well so i encourage you to check that out it's called the it's my money squad and then my podcast because i do have a podcast i drop episodes two to three a month and that is an audio podcast across all audio platforms it's called the money exchange it's on apple and google podcast soundcloud pandora everywhere there's audio podcast so I encourage you to check it out. Yes, this has been such a nourishing conversation. I love, I'm motivated and inspired by all the beautiful work that you're doing. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for doing this shameless self-promotion, which I feel like we can all do a little more and do it all a little, you know, get, get, get uh, it's the support through joining these digital communities, um, going to communities online on socials and just supporting these, you know, 
brilliant minds that that are trying to do something you know off let's say on a different path you know like you're like you started off by saying find out what you're passionate about and figure out how to join the community uh to to be more socially active as well so that people can support you and know about it and you put that action behind it so thank you so much for taking time to speak with our community today at power to fly thank you everyone who's joined us here um and we look forward to uh seeing you on the next chat and learn and don't forget you will get a rewatch email with a lot of the resources um that she has dropped in the in the past hour because i know that you all want to go home and take notes right now after this <laughs> very very fulfilling conversation so thank you again and we'll see you on the next chat everyone thank you bye-bye